This episode of Mass Movement Presents is sponsored by Strongbow Ultra Dark Fruit Cider. They refer to it as the GOAT, the greatest of all time, and it looks really, really good. So if cider is your thing, then Strongbow Ultra Dark Fruit is almost definitely your thing too. And we are rolling. Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And don't do this. Mass movement destined to bear the jeweled crown of geekdom upon its troubled brow. It is we, mass movement's chroniclers, who alone can tell thee of its saga. Let us tell you of the days of geek adventure. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 51 of Mass Movement Presents. 51. Sponsored by Strongbow Ultra Dark Fruit Cider. Got a lot of good stuff uh, for you coming up. Uh, not Well, first of all, we're going to look, be looking at uh, Tim's trip. The big smoke. To see the Circle Jerks. That day London. <laughs> that day London. We're going to talk uh, about a couple of new movies, uh, namely Prey, Jurassic Park Dominion, uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, we're going to be looking at some new TV uh, season 3 of Umbrella Academy, Sandman. And we're going to be looking at Ric Flair's last match again. Um, <laughs> we're also going to be having a look at an old movie, 13th Warrior. with um, uh, Deep Diving Slapshot. And Deep Diving Slapshot. Our mutual so, uh, love of the band. Yes. And we do love them. We do. Yeah. Hey, this is Sean Killian from Violence. And you are listening to Mass Movement. Well, further ado, let's get into it. Sort of uh, Circle Jerks road trip. Yeah, so... So you went up to London. I went up to that day London. Yeah. That day fucking London. To see... Uh, to see the Circle Jerks, which is the first time in 34 years I'd seen them. I saw the last London show as well. And um, this was postponed, or if this was originally... Yeah, yeah, so... be 2020? 2020, so it's, yeah. two, it, it's postponed twice. Yeah. Um, well, they've finally yeah. got there. Yeah, and so it's like, you know... With London, I always think of um, <laughs> we're going there. There's a the Harry Enfield show. Yeah, and the Scouse is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they took their road trip to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember the song they sang? If you're from London, where's your handbag? Sing a doo doo, don't dee do. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Head, right? yeah. About if you're from London, where's your handbag? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and when you get there, it kind of feels like that because because we're in Camden, it's, it's, it's hip central. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so when it, it was the uh, electric ballroom, yeah, this electric ballroom. Yeah. So, me and Dav went up, um, yeah, so me and Dav went up and we met up with Adam up there, yeah. Um, so of course, we're in Camden, so our first stop was All Ages, yeah. So, have a look, nice. I got, oh, so I went, cause I, I know All Ages stocks like Earth Island books, okay. And <clears throat> so, I'm there, I'm looking across the shelves, and there they all are, they're all lined up, right, yeah. And the only fucker whose books weren't there were mine. Oh, no. And so I'm getting all indignant. I'm getting all pissy. I'm like, fucking, <laughs> I've got my fucking books in it. And David goes, what if he sold them? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I yeah. thought about that. Yeah, yeah. Good point. And that was the case. Yeah, yeah. Because he sold okay. the only books that were still there. Yeah. That weren't there were mine. Because they they'd sold that, which was kind of nice. Um, well, that's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like- and, um, you know, we... Went to the Dublin Castle and some other pubs in Camden, some other hipster places, had some food. Yeah. Did like old man thing. I wasn't drinking because I was driving. Yeah. So I had like one and food and all the time in the world to, to, to let it sort of dissipate. Yeah, yeah. But Dav and Adam were going at it. So I think they had like nine, ten pints each. Shit. So it was like, this was like rolling Dav onto the tube. And <laughs> um, which was fun because it was, it was nice to see him having a really good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, so we went to see the Circle Jerks, and yeah. Good? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you said that. Like- so the Chisel, yeah, I mean, musically, I like the support bands. I, yeah. I just I just don't get, I think they have, it, it's just, and again, it's a generational thing. I think it's a different take on punk rock, maybe, than we do. Yeah, okay. Um, and yeah, it just, yeah, musically, I love the support bands. Yeah. But, you know. First sport ba- first band on, female singer, really, 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 really good. Yeah. Um 
they didn't have a lot of victories on banter. The chisel went on. I think maybe they were a bit worse for wear. Okay. Booze wise. Yeah, yeah. Which kind of um, influenced the between song banter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a bit chest that'd be for me. Okay. Um, but so yeah. So musically, musically they're great. On point. Yeah, yeah. Musically they're, they're great. But you know. Yeah. I'm just looking at the Circle Jerk set, set list and that's... Oh, uh, it's, 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 it's like... 32 30, songs, for Christ's sake. That's a, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a big set. That's everything you, you could possibly want, too. Yeah. There's nothing oh, missing, I'm, is there? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so the Circle Jerks. Yeah, they've currently got, um... Joey Castillo on, um... On drums. Absolute beast. Yeah. Absolute yeah. beast. Yeah. 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 Him and Keith Morris are the best things about that band. Were they? Yeah. Keith Morris is just Keith Morris because, you know, he's just... The consummate showman. He will yeah. always give you the absolute best show that he possibly can at yeah. the moment. Yeah. And same with Joey Castillo. Just a shame the same can't be said for Zander Schloss and Greg Henson. They were just phoning him. Zander Schloss was literally phoning in the whole thing, oh. and he just looked like he didn't want to be there. You know, Greg that's Henson was a bit bored. And that, to me, was just, oh, my God, I adore Greg Henson. He's yeah, yeah, always yeah. like a focal part of bad religion. Yeah, yeah. It's because he's... Still trying to get over that, and the fact he's not in bad religion anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like circle jerks. Yeah. But he just look, and you know, there's a lot of tension between him and Keith Morris. Okay. So maybe you know, it's I don't want to be here with Keith. Yeah, yeah. But well, I need the payday. But yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Well, go for it. Get yeah. your payday. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Come Sanders and get another bass player in because that dude literally looked like he didn't want to be. Really? There. Yeah. Oh man, that's a shame. he was hanging off on the wings. Of the, stage just playing really and not sort of interacting or not. yeah yeah I mean at least Hetson was being Hetson coming forward and jumping up and stuff he just I just think there's a bit of tension between him and Keith maybe which which affected the dynamic of the band but yeah okay. get rid of Xander Sloss the eight seven bit bass player guys because you know he just he just looks like he's dialing it in but and he kind of takes away from a little bit away from what was an incredible set list yeah and you know you've got exactly the right drummer yeah you could, if you're going to make music again which I hope I hope they really do. Yeah. Get another bass player. Yeah. You know, because Xander looks like he just doesn't want to be there and his time with Circle Jerks was done he's only there for... Well, I was meant to be attending this too yeah. but then life kind of away but um, with you rather. Mm. But um, and when they announced Joey Castillo on drums I was like, yes! So Absolute beast. Every band he's... Absolute Queen of Danzy, um, Blood Clot. He just, he's a... He was a beast. He got really long arms, hasn't he? And he sits yeah. low on the kit. But he's powerful as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. Yeah, yeah. Hard. yeah. I mean, there's some drummers that really hit hard. Like, I mean, I know it's not cool to talk about like, Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl but, hits hard. But Dave Grohl hits really, he does, really yeah, yeah, hard. Because yeah. when he played with Scream um, in Cardiff in like 87, 88. Yeah. Uh, you know, he hit really hard. Yeah. And he's always, and he's an incredible drummer. Um, he's just, Chuck Biscuit as well. He was, Chuck Biscuit yeah, is he a is massively hard hitter. Jamie Thingy from Bad Religion, their new drummer, he, he's a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah well. he was, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's a beast. Jamie Miller. Jamie, Jamie Miller, Miller yeah. Um, yeah. He is a really hard hitter. But yes, Joey Castillo and Keith Morris saved the night. And then it was back in the car. Yeah. Because um, we parked up with Heathrow. And then oh, you? Yeah, yeah. So okay. there's like purpose car parks in Heathrow, so you pay for a long stay. Yeah. And they've got a shuttle bus from the car park to the tubes, so you just jump on the tube, you go and you avoid the congestion charge. Oh, okay, charge yeah, 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 yeah. And then, you know, you get to the tube, they've got a courtesy bus there which picks you up and brings you back to the car park, and you just get in your car and go home. So yeah. It's like, you know, um, I think we left about 11 in the morning, and yeah. rolled, got home. We left at 11 mm. and I got home at 4 the next morning Jesus so it was yeah <laughs> long day yeah yeah <laughs> worth it to see the circle yeah. jerks but a long long day yeah um, and then I was up like 6 hours 5 hours later because I was off work for the week okay just to into, no sorry I was up an hour and a half later that morning because I got up to make M coffee yeah I thought I'd sit in my chair and I'll have a couple hours snooze but I watched the film instead yeah ridiculous it took Siobhan into Cardiff yeah the day and then came on when I was just wiped on the first episode. Like, oh, oh man, oh man, that like 50, 50s. I'm feeling it. There's only certain bands are worth it now, I think. Yeah, but, the circle jokes are worth it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like you know, other bands that are worth it were Agnostic Front, yeah, Terror, yeah, 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 you know, yeah. but not many others. This is Roger from Agnostic Front. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. Let's talk uh, movies and watching. So, uh, okay, seem pretty. I've seen Prey. Prey is good. Prey is the yeah. best Predator film since Predator 2. I think. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, and, yeah, I go with that. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I compress. Was it ninety-seven minutes, hundred minutes? It's just it's a really bang. Yeah, snap to its story with a with an incredible heroine. Yeah, she's great. Um, Amber Midfender. Yeah, which what a name. Yes, <laughs> that's such a good name. <laughs> and you know, are they, are they Cheyenne? They aren't any. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, oh, mate, it was just such a welcome relief to see a Predator film that didn't suck. Yeah, they they, you know, they took it really good. I wanted there was a prequel. I was like, oh god, I thought it was just another, you know. Oh, this was good. It was, was very good. good. Yeah, they, they they took you know they filmed it was beautifully filmed. The set, um, they cast it right as well, um, and the Predator itself and the storyline was just it was all on, on point. Well, was, the director. Um, Dan Trachtenberg Dan was also the dude who directed the pilot for The Boys Ramson that's Park. right yeah 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 and crap fact for you yeah. he's the dude that introduced Kevin Smith to podcasting was he really yeah oh okay because he used to do like a film specific website and yeah. interview film directors and stuff and he was the first dude to actually interview Kevin Smith for a podcast Dan Trachtenberg oh okay time. and you see um, he's one of these guys who's got such a bright future yeah yeah so you just look at this film Prey and you just think wow that yeah. would have made millions of yeah. the box office if that had been released because the whole 20th century Fox Disney takeover thing it got slated yeah put, yeah put back and pushed into uh, streaming rotation yeah but whereas like the original Predator like it took the humans of that you know the 80s sort of yeah, thing yeah. Um, and pitted them against uh, the, the the instinct the natural instincts right. of the Predator this took it way back and it took, you know, the humans of that time and their natural instincts. Um, and it's different to what, you know, the, the, how humans are now. I mean, they were more in tune with the forest and yeah. uh, their surroundings and stuff. And I thought it was, it was beautiful. It was, it was absolutely yeah. pitch perfect from beginning to end. Yeah, I yeah. absolutely adored the film. Yeah. Did you get the flip Did you see the flip pistol? Yeah. Did you get it? I, at first, I was like, I, I said to Louise, I'm sure something to do with Predator 2. Yeah. I'm sure... Um, Dan Glover. Yeah. That's the, what the pistol is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But how does it get back to the Predators from there? Exactly, yeah. And that's a point we're going to see, I think, at some point in the future, because this one's been so successful. Yeah. It's bound to be a sequel. I was always wondering, as the movie was going on, if they were going to link her to Billy from... Yeah. Um, I thought... But, and at one point, because, you know, he kind of... He's got that thing he wears on his neck, and, he, and like a pouch. Mm. I thought, oh, that's going to be something... Like a medicine man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like some of that. Do you know that, um, that, that flower she was yeah. crushing up? Well, they might do. They might still might do. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that is going. to Yeah, I, I, I wow. Yeah. If you haven't seen Prey yet, you got to see it. It doesn't yeah. matter if you've ever seen. It doesn't matter if you've seen a Predator film before or, or no. No, no, franchise. it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. You can jump into it completely yeah. cold. Yeah. And you'll still adore this film, or you can jump into it like long-time fans of the franchise, like me and Chris, who've been endlessly disappointed by it since, yeah. since every for every film after Predator Two. Yeah. Um. Because two got slated, didn't it? On, on the two's a great film, though. But it's you can watch really, it back. It's a really good film. There's some cheesy bits, yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, it's a little bit sort of late eighties, nineties sort of cheesy cop thing like going on. Yeah, but that's um, Danny Glover for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, Danny Glover carries that film from beginning to end. and yeah. does it really well. And you know, calling the predator, come on, pussy face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's always that. stuck with me. Yeah, always stuck with me. So yeah, it's like yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Which one was the one with Adrian Brody? Was that Predators? That's Predators. That's the Robert Rodriguez one. Yeah. That was all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's, it's all right. Yeah, but it's all right. It's not... Yeah. I think it's... I didn't want to see any more. from the franchise because it's completely... It's, it's a completely different idea anyway. Yeah. And I like Robert Rodriguez and stuff, usually. Um, but I think Robert Rodriguez needs to... I don't know. Get back to doing what Robert Rodriguez does best. Yeah. You know, because like, he made one of the great films of the 90s from Dust Till Dawn yes yeah absolutely from Dust Till Dawn yeah. yeah I don't think a, a seeing, movie... Tom, seeing Tom Savini as sex machine in that yeah. is just I don't think I, I went into that movie knowing nothing and I'm glad yeah. I did because it's one of my all time favourite well, yeah, movie experiences I, I, I watched that and my yeah. jaw just dropped yeah. it starts I think yeah, this is one thing and yeah. it becomes something completely yeah, different yeah. and you go yeah it's, you think oh, it's, a, it's a murder road movie mm. sort of thing like you know and then like, and George Clooney, you know, he's fresh off the yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just blows you away. Yeah, yeah, his yeah. performance. I liked, I, I even liked Tarantino in his role. I thought he yeah. was excellent. He was creepy as hell. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Richie. Richie, yeah, yeah. Yes, Richie and Seth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you know when he kept going into his inner monologue and sort of, um, uh, what's his name? Julie Lewis. Julie Lewis, yeah. And, um, you know, he kept like he kept saying out, she kept saying out loud, but it yeah. was in his head, wasn't yeah. it? What he wanted to do to her. It was, oh man. I, I, I'm quite surprised, like, you know, this, they didn't bring some up some of Quentin Tarantino's feet foot fetish in that film because, you know, yeah. his feet all the time. Like, yeah. He loves the old feet. And it's um, Salma this time in this one, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, the, she runs the wine down here into his mouth in there and now. Oh. <laughs> Creepy foot. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, but we were talking about Prey. I mean, mm. It's an awesome movie. I haven't checked it out. You uh, fully should. I believe it's out on... Uh, it's oh, on Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. It's Disney yeah, Plus, yeah, yeah. Plus yeah, mate. It's streaming yeah. now. So as long yeah. as you've got Disney Plus, just yeah. click on it, watch it, you know, and just enjoy. Cause it's Best hour and really, 30, really 30 minutes of your life. It's, 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 well, it's, just like, it's like 97 minutes. It's not, it's not the best 97 minutes of your life you'll ever spend, right? But <laughs> I can think of better ways to spend 97 minutes yeah. than okay. watching Prey. <laughs> but, Fair enough. You know, it's the best, best film released in August. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll go with that. Oi, oi, Droogies. My name's Crusher. You are listening to the Mass Movement Podcast. And I tell you what, it's fucking brilliant. Thor, Love and Thunder. Thor, Love and Thunder. So I, was, I nearly didn't go to see it in the cinema because it drops on Disney Plus next week. That's right, yeah, yeah. Um. So, but then I thought, fuck it, I've got to go. Because I haven't been to the cinema with my mate Mark mm. for like two years and we always used to go to the cinema together to yeah 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 so, which he said do you want to go see Thor Love and Thunder I'm like yeah yeah why not yeah okay, let's do it and we did so like um, like the day because we went for the meal yeah for 50th and then we went to the cinema the next day right to see it and it was brilliant okay it's not as good as Ragnarok yeah right but it's it's sort of follows on the same sort of vein as Ragnarok so okay. it's a sense of humour it's not as good as Ragnarok but it's a great film yeah Tyco again isn't it yeah, it's it's the second best Thor film I would say. Okay, wow. Did you like um, what's his name, Christian Bale? Yes. Yeah. Surprisingly, but I mean, you know, I I, I know the 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 gore storyline anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The comics they translated pretty well. Okay. Um, and you know, you you hate it for most of the film that that last sort of five minutes, it absolutely breaks your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. Absolutely breaks your heart. No, I'm not going to spoil it. <laughs> okay. Go and see it. Because it's, it's worth seeing Christian Bale's performance. Okay. You know? Did you like um, Natalie Portman in your role? Well, yeah, there's yeah. Jane Foster. I think she did, did really... Yeah. Again, this is from... There's two spoilers. There's two... Not spoilers. There's two um, mid-credit sequences. At the yeah, end. yeah. The first one brings another character, another Marvel staple from the 70s into... 60s and 70s. Yeah, the 70s. Yeah. Into the MCU. Okay. Um, and it's like, all right. Finally, at last, you're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, this is going to be fun if there's a Thor 5, which there's this bound to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's going to be great. And then just seeing, like, the last post credit sequence mm. um, with Jane Foster. As it was just one... Uh, with Natalie Portman's Jane Foster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just wonderful. She's Thor, though, isn't she, isn't it, in this, isn't she? I think that's yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. if you know the storyline behind the comics, you know... What happens to her? Um, I, I know, the, I know the the vague. Yeah, so she's ill, terminally mm. ill, and she yeah tries to find a cure more on you, but it takes right. more out of it. It makes it progressively worse. Yeah, and in the end, she dies to save the universe. Yeah, but she gets the hero's death, and she goes yeah, to Valhalla. Yeah. That's right, and it's fucking amazing. You know, because she got some. Um, there was a lot of shit on there about her being Thor. Yeah, but, but it's, it's, you know, Jason Aaron made her Thor in the, in, in the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And the book is fucking brilliant. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So what I don't understand why people are giving a shit. So you want films to follow official canon. Yeah. But when they do... But when they cast, yeah. You get all pissy about it. Yeah. Don't get pissy about it. Just enjoy the films what they are. Just enjoy these films. I think it was more... A lot of the shit came because of the, the, the stature. She's tiny, isn't she? I mean... Mm. You know. but Jane Foster's only small too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? So what? What is your problem? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. I agree. With you. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. it's about a woman who picks up a magic hammer and gets the power of Thor. Yeah. And if you can't, if if that's what your problem is, he's too tiny. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck you. Do you did, have you not listened? To <laughs> you can get past the magic hammer. But... Yeah. The magic hammer that literally says on it, whosoever picks up this hammer 
possesses the power of thought. So if you lift the hammer, you get the power of thought. It's that simple. It's a very simple equation, and it's been there since the yeah. beginning of the books. It's, you know, it's writ large on the screen in the first film. If you don't understand it, okay, yeah. bye-bye. It's like She-Hulk. She-Hulk, the same sort of shit, like, you know, because of the casting, like, and they were expecting some bodybuilder type, like, you know. But it's... Right, well, uh, why? Yeah, Again, you know, here we go. She's a Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all you need to know. People it's are stupid. It's somebody who gets irradiated by gamma radiation. The premise is ridiculous, but it's a comic book. Yeah, series. yeah, yeah. Roll with it, enjoy it for what it is, and have fun. And stop being a dick and I bitching think... about stuff just because you don't like it. You don't. Things aren't made just for you. If you don't like it, here's an idea. Yeah. Turn not... it off. <laughs> don't watch it. Tessa Thompson had a bigger role in this, I think, as well, didn't she? Um, yes, as Valkyrie. Valkyrie yeah. Yeah. Um, I really like her as an actress. I think she's really good. I like her in, um, she's been in the Creed movies, she's in the Avengers and all that as it's well. It's just she? a great film. Yeah. You know? Westworld she's in. Yeah, and yeah. people bitch about everything. They just want to tear something down. Oh, and if your life is so void of meaning that you just need to rip everybody else's fun to pieces, then I'm sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I feel sorry for you. Yeah, I exactly. Really yeah. I'm not even going to say, you know, cast aspersions on your character, because I possibly could. <laughs> I don't or, know. Or, you know, all about your mother and your father. And all yeah, that yeah. Stuff. But just let people enjoy things for what they are. Yeah. Don't run something down because they like something and don't run something down just because you don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you yeah. don't like it, walk away. Totally. Yeah. You don't need to be a dick. Yeah. And you don't need to be a dick to anybody else online, you know? What's up, everybody? It's John Bush from Armored Saint, and you are listening to the Masked Little Red Podcast, so blast it. I watched... Um Jurassic World Dominion. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I have no interest now whatsoever. Yeah, I kind of wish I hadn't. Um, it was lovely to see the, the old cast back. You know, right. um, Laura Dern, Jeff Goldblum, Sam Neill. It didn't offer much past that, to be honest. It, it, it just it was pretty Dinosaurs much the same premise. Trying to take over the world. Or trying, or trying to function in, you know, share the world with humanity. And there's like 65 yeah. million years between these two speech, between these two yeah. evolutionary well Fallen Kingdom I enjoyed I thought okay that's an interesting one so dinosaurs now we have to live with that we have mm. to live with um, they're now part of our world again so I was quite looking forward to this but then it just offered nothing to the whole to the whole story to the whole I kind of tuned out the whole Jurassic it was all phoned in I like see I like the book I like Michael Crichton's novel yeah right? it's far better than the film okay the novel yeah um, I, I, and, you know just seeing that on screen was fantastic seeing those effects on screen yes you know have you seen that new series on Disney Plus Industrial Light yes yeah yeah right? wonderful series yeah and the best series I've seen in a long time but seeing how they created those dinosaurs yeah well you know, at the time Jurassic Park was what I mean George Lucas saw that and was like right I can do Star Wars again now because mm. um you know technology's caught yeah, up with my vision unfortunately yeah <laughs> but you know you know that's what it was, it was that important well, I mean, movies, unfortunately it? he did the prequel series what I mean is unfortunate is he went back and he fucked with the original films yeah 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 yeah. I yeah. don't like the idea that he added stuff and he had to change like the see to me one of the quintessential scenes in Star Wars is the the initial meeting between Han, Han Solo and Greedo yeah 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 because when Han shoots first it shows you what kind of man he is and his character yeah yeah and by making Greedo shoot first yeah. it just sort of Took that away. dilutes the character yeah 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 yeah. And it gives you a false impression of what he was and what he was meant to be. Yeah. And, yeah, I, so I'm not down with that at all. Um, but, yeah. But I, with, with Dominion, Jurassic World Dominion, they just, they cooked up this stupid plot where, like, there's a conspiracy uh, by this massive um, pharma co- company right. to sort of uh, process the, the DNA of dinosaurs and, you know, use it for other means, you know? Um and it's, they invented these, uh, what are they called? Like the moths, like um, locusts. Right. There's a plague of locusts and that sort of thing. And it, it was just all a bit stupid. Just really, really stupid. Like, yeah, you know, see, just, if you said I, you were going to go see that and, you know, said, oh, you want to see it, well, I'd just be like... Yeah. It's like they created like a, like a worldwide sort of problem, like a pandemic almost, like mm. 
and got rid of it all in the space of 60 minutes. You know, the first bit of the movie, like, yeah, you know? I'm, I am not, I'm so not down with Jurassic Yeah. Park. That was isn't even funny. And Jeff yeah. Goldblum just happens to be in the right place at the right time, you know. Well, of course, he's Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, it was just a bit, it was a bit of a sort of just a, let's get together one last time and say bye-bye. Yeah. Um, and that's all it was good good for, really. Like a, I mean, I really like Bryce Dallas Howard as a director and an actress. Mm. I think she's awesome. I mean, as a, as a director... Yeah, yeah. Some of I, I think there's, I think there's a little bit more going on there. Oh no, no, There's too much of Ron there, though. You? <laughs> <laughs> no, she. I mean, she directed some of them. The book, Mandalorian. Mandalorian, rather. Yeah. yeah. And um, every, it found like every, it seemed to be like every episode. I was, I was at the end going, "Oh my god!" Would say. Bryce Dallas. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. Um, I like Chris Pratt. He's like. Harrison Ford, but dumber. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, he's a, he's a new actor. Well, he made, he's just on the Terminal List. Um, that series on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Based yeah. on the Jack Carr novel. Yeah. And I love that novel. Yeah. And the series is really good as well. Yeah. And it's a bit like chest thumpy jingoistic, but that's yeah. just what it is, you know. It is, just roll with it. I think, yeah. He, and that's all we can do in the world, because it, it's, his career is probably, it's got another 10 years, maybe. I think he'll start going, you know, if he, unless he gets out the action... Unless there's yeah, yeah. Role, so, you know? I mean, he's got this new Guardians film coming out. Is that going to be the last Guardians film? I think it is going to be the last Yeah, Guardians. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. So that'll be his thing done with it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's rumours on about Indiana Jones. and the... He'll get Indiana Jones. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. absolutely... I well, I could see I it, actually. I say 99%, I'm 99% sure right now. Yeah. Chris Pratt will get Indiana Jones after Harrison Ford hangs that hat up. And I could see it. I think he'd be all right. Oh, I think he'd be brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're going to knock Jurassic World on, on the head now and all together. Jurassic Park, Jurassic World. Jurassic yeah, the whole Park, lot. Lab, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So. Absolutely done with it. Right. Let's have some music, shall we? Shall we? Music. What are we going to have in, Bart? We have uh, a bit of uh, these guys, the Atlantic Union Project. Oh, and we, yeah. know, we know one of the members of this band as well. We do, we, we do. do. they got an EP out now called uh, the 3,482 Mile EP. Uh, it's awesome. So it's a bunch of British guys, a bunch of American guys who've known each other through various in various hardcore circles over time. They've got together to um, put together a few tracks, and it's like a, it's almost like a tribute to old school, like emo proper emo hardcore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Emo uh, as we know it. Not really my thing. Yeah, not really my kind of romance. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's, I, I'm getting big Hubble music vibes from where I am, but um. This is why I'm a track for them. This is called Soon to End.
that was the Atlantic Union project that was soon to end. Uh, going by the EP now, it's on Engineer Records. Is it indeed? Actually, it's not. Yes, it is. It is. It is on Engineer Records. It's I was thinking, when's it out? It's out. It's, it's out. By the time you do this podcast, it will be out. So. It is. Yeah, yeah. This is Jeff from Naked Ray Gun using the mass movement. Yeah, so, it's, so um, uh, Umbrella Academy season three dropped. Yeah. Uh, you've seen a couple of episodes. I've seen the you? first two. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, it's so good. Oh my god. This this season this season just the series gets better and better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um so what, okay, so these you saw two episodes, what did you think? I really liked it. I just I, I like alternate timelines and I like all that kind of parallel histories anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, affected by what they've done in the past. Yeah. So, you know, the idea at the moment is still we've got to go back and fix what we've done to repair the timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um it seems to me like it's a distant sound of thunder sort of yeah progression where the more you go back and fuck with something the more you go and try and tweak it and change it yeah the more damage the more you're damage you're actually doing yeah yeah which is pretty much the way it goes yeah i mean so at the end of season two they thought they were back in their own timeline yeah they go home and there's the spiral academy yeah uh another bunch of youngsters with abilities of various kinds <clears throat> uh the first couple of episodes see them sort of facing off uh and dance off which was fun as well like well the, where i'm at is where um monkey dude yeah is sort of falling for the girl from the sparrow academy and the sparrow academy is falling for him yes well that's where it looks like it's happening yeah yeah, yeah yeah obviously it's not going to work out for either of them because it never does uh mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay um yeah well i was supposed to but um it, it just sort of, it like you say, you know, when timelines get messed with, there's usually no going backwards, mm. and this kind of alludes to that. Like you know, when they end up sort of, um, you know, without wanting to spoil too much, we're really unraveling time and really messing time up, right, to the point of extinction. Um, oh, okay, uh, big time then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you find it? Have you seen the hotel yet? The have you been to the hotel? They staying in the hotel yet? Mm. Well, that hotel has, a, has, a, has a, a relevance and a meaning, right? Which um, we find out about, you know, what, it's, what it means, what it's about, what it signifies. Um, but yeah, this keeps getting better and better. The Umbrella Academy, I love it, absolutely brilliant. So it's worth sticking with, oh, for sure. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you need to finish it off immediately. I'll finish off, I'll finish off. That big dude, I didn't realize, um, what's his name? I forgot what his name is, isn't it? But he's um he was in Doctor Who. He's in like a couple of episodes of Doctor Who. Yeah, he's also in um that film I watched this afternoon, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Oh, is he? And he's one of the front runners for James Bond. Really? The next Bond, yeah. Never. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who have you got for next Bond? Who would be your <clears throat> him? Really? Yeah. Henry Cavill's uh still in the running, isn't he? Yeah, Henry Cavill won't get it. And um, what's his name? Maybe Tom Holland as well. Has been he's in the Tom running. Tom Holland won't get it. I don't think he's. On material, no. is he? But do the plays Monkey Boy in Umbrella Academy, he'll get it. Yeah. I think. Okay. Luther. Um, uh, Thomas Edward Hopper. Yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah he's Luther in there, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So I think he will get it. Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like 30s. Yeah, he's yeah. For five, five films, three, five films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect for it. Yeah. <laughs> Big old payday. I tell you what, I thought they dealt with really well in um, season three. Mm. Brad Academy is Elliot Page's um, change. So Elliot, Elliot yeah, Page, so transgender yeah. now, and Jigsaw, he, he, so yeah, he um, identifies as male. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, I thought they dealt with that really well. I'm mm. not sure if you've got to that point yet. Yes, I have. You have, have you? Well, I mean, it's like it's like the so, you know, again that transgender question. I don't get you know to me. Be who you want to be. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's all, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Just be who you want to be. And that's what they did. They made it simple. So, yeah. um, they were like, oh, we've got your hair. That's cool. That's mm. you now then, is it? And they're like, and she's like, yeah. That's I'd, all there is to it. And I'd rather be called Victor. And yeah. they're like, cool, no problem. And, and that's all there is to it. Yeah. And if you've got a problem with anything about yeah, yeah. that, what's your fucking damage? Yeah, yeah. You know? It's, um, it's about how we all see ourselves. Life is difficult enough anyway, right? Without giving somebody shit for the way they want to be portrayed. Yeah, yeah. Want, the world see them and they want the way they want to identify. Yeah. Be who you want to be. Yeah. It's that simple. My favourite character is still Klaus, I think. Um, yeah. Robert Sheehan. 
He's ruled every season so far, and he rules this one as well. Because he's a mad drug fiend. Yeah. Just like you. <laughs> Do you know what he was like? Was it season two when he had, he had his own cult? Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's funny because he reminds me he's exactly like Toz. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what Toz is like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toz would have his own cult. <laughs> I, I could see him doing that as well. Yeah, yeah. Like some jungling Guiana yeah. <laughs> in South America <laughs> doing the Jim Jones thing except like not giving out the Kool-Aid yeah 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 and just hand out sex toys instead like sex toys and cocaine because <laughs> that's the kind of thing you do yeah yeah and it wouldn't surprise me at all like you know I've never met him I'd have to wouldn't it? oh yeah but it, it wouldn't that would not surprise me in the slightest I'd have to learn he'd done that <laughs> yeah. so he had his own like sex cult in some South American jungle it wouldn't surprise me at all so if you um, you haven't already checked out the Brown Academy yeah. Make sure to do so. It's on Netflix all three seasons. Um, if you like the time travel stuff, if you like your comic book stuff. Oh, the comic books are fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I go, mean, I'm not a massive out. fan of My Chemical Romance by any stretch of the imagination. But that guy can write. Um, but Gerard Way is yeah. a writer. Yeah. Um, oh, talk about My Chemical Romance. Big shout out to Matt Davis. Okay, from you know, funeral. Like, like Chew, yeah. Well, as you know, I've known Matt since he was like yeah. 16, 17. Um, so he organised uh, passes for Siobhan. Oh, did he? For, yeah, yeah, for MCR. Yeah, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. So massive shout out to Chu because that is much appreciated, mate. Oh, that's you know? cool. There we go. Because he's one of the good guys. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is Igor Cavalera from Pepric, Cavalera Conspiracy, and you guys are listening to Mass Movement Podcast. So we're going to continue on with our Doctor Who series. and uh, The Seventh Doctor. Well, it's the Seventh now, yeah. Sylvester McCoy. Mr. Sylvester McCoy. Um, he's a bit of a polarising character again, this one, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, I've always found him all right. And I, and I look back, this was more, I remember this era more than anything, because it's more my age. Yeah. Like, what was he, 87, and I was 10 then, so I was mm. quite into my sci-fi. And, so this, I, I remember this one a lot. Not to, not to say he's my favourite. I had completely tuned out Sylvester McCoy's run. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Zero interest in it. Yeah. Um, maybe because of the disappointing way that Colin Baker, um, Colin Baker's run ended. Yeah. And Sylvester McCoy's run began because Colin Baker refused to come back to the regeneration. That's right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah basically, yeah. Sylvester McCoy in a blonde wig because the TARDIS gets a bit of turbulence. Doctor falls over and Sylvester McCoy in a blonde wig rolls over and the blonde wig gets taken off. It's just That's like, right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, there's, only, there's cool. only like a couple of because I because they did that thing with the Candyman. Yeah. In Sylvester McCoy's run, and that's like, nah, I'm done. <laughs> off. That is just that's just awful. I think they yeah, were trying to take right. Doctor Who forward at this point, weren't they? Is it Remembrance of the Daleks or no Resurrection of the Daleks? Yeah. That he did. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Ghosts of Fenris. Ghost Light. Ghost Fenric. Yeah. Ghost Fenric. Which is fantastic yeah and those are the only two stories of him on TV that I actually enjoyed yeah yeah, yeah. on audio completely different matter again yeah yeah you say this I'm, fantastic I need to, I need to sort this out there's no limitation there's no so there's, it's not pulled back it's not like limited by by you know oh well we can't you know we're limited by budget we're limited by story and, and visuals yeah, yeah and it, so writers give free reign with Big Finish yeah yeah to, to do what they like and yeah it really gives gave Sylvester McCoy and Colin Baker a chance to let their doctors grow organically and, and just be yeah. the characters they were supposed to be and the doctors they were supposed to be. And yeah, Sylvester McCoy and audio is absolutely brilliant. Was really, this... really dark, really dark. It's a, dark yeah. as hell. Oh, God, yeah. And these are ones he's done in the last uh, 10 years or so, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah, 10, like, 15 the, years, the yeah. Big Finish? Yeah, on Big Finish, yeah, 10, yeah, 15 yeah. years. Yeah. Sylvester McCoy is just like dark. I mean, way, way dark. Whoa, okay. Um, like a proper avenging sort of time mode. Just, wow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what do you, you, you think of his TV output, though? You're not a massive... No, uh, not a massive fan. Boy Langford? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. No. This was a... It was a... Like I said, there's some, there's some episodes all right. You mentioned those two. I saw The Curse of Rani. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah. After that, it was, it was a bit... No. Not as bad as I, not as bad as I thought it was when I, I look back on these, but still not. Curse of Fenric, remembrance, Resur- resurrection of Daleks. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's far as far as it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's just uh, Daleks, like you know. Yeah, Daleks yeah. are always cool. So next one we're going to go into Paul McGann, which is like a one-off Doctor, which is what 
Well, no, because no, 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 no. No, what no, in so, in terms of TV and stuff. No, but no, though, is it? Because there's because you see him in the Doctor Who mo- in the the Doctor Who movie, the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then they bring him back. Of course, they did yeah, that yeah. Sort of brief, sort of the War Doctor, and all. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You came back in those episodes, didn't they? Yeah, but again, his Doctor thrived on audio. Yeah, absolutely, just. Well, mind-blowingly good. Well, we're getting to our next episode. We're getting to our next episode. Yeah, for sure. Hi there, this is H from Acid Rain, and you are listening to the Mass Movement Podcast because you're a sensible, clever, smart individual. You've seen Sandman, haven't you? I have. Did you enjoy that? I did. Yeah. Absolutely. From <laughs> beginning to end. Absolutely brilliant. So you... I'm, you... Not, I'm, I'm speaking as someone who's read the books. Okay. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read the comic. I'm a big fan of the comic. Okay. Um... And, and so far, your game of full stop. So what is it, two episodes down so far? Sandman. Sandman. Oh, is it, are they all up? Right? No, it's the entire run is up. Oh, so it's okay. Like a ten episode run is the first season. I just oh, okay. I and then there's a bonus there. episode which is comprised of two one shots from the comic Calliope and Dreams of a Thousand Cats. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. misunderstood. Nice. Um, so, um, who's in there? There's a it's a bloody good cast, isn't it? Like, yeah. Well, the dude's. I'm, <sighs> is it David Thewlis? Yeah, playing John D. Yeah, you got Tom Sturridge. Tom Sturridge as, but the, the, he looks exactly like Dream from the books. Okay. He. Yeah. Wow. When you see him on screen, and, and the voice that he, he adopts, that's how Dream always sounded in my head. Oh, okay. It's got like a really ethereal sort of presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disconnected ethereal thing. Yeah. It's amazing. You're amazing Coleman. Yes. We like Jenna. As, yeah, but as Joanna Constantine, obviously, because yeah. there's a rights issue with DC about using Constantine. John Constantine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's fine. Yeah. And Joanna works just as well. Yeah, we're happy with that, yeah. And Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie, yeah, yeah. Lucifer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Some monster, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we all know what Tim thinks of Gwendolyn Christie. What's that? We all know what Tim thinks of Gwendolyn Christie. Yeah, you used to have to be beat up by her, wouldn't you? Oh, she could snap me like a little twig. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a happy day. And she's not even brunette either. So she's the exception to the rule. Yeah. Yeah, what's that about? Um, Snap me like a little twig. (laughs) Snap me like a little twig, please. (laughs) So you enjoyed it. You've gone through the whole series. uh, absolutely. It's on on par with the book? Yes. Yeah? Yeah, and it will will do the middle-aged bloke thing to you as well. Because there are moments, you'll get all dusty-eyed. Oh, really? Yeah, you'll get (laughs) sweaty-eyed. But it's in a good way. Okay. In a really positive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the characterization is wonderful. The storytelling is wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, it just feels like it was written by Neil Gaiman. Yeah, yeah. You know, and Neil Gaiman was at the helm and he was in charge of this and he made sure the book translated well to the story, yeah. translated the way the fans wanted it to, and it was inclusive enough for new people to come in and see it. I think it's quite important to have like the the author have some involvement. Don't you? Yeah, because well, yeah. you know, yeah. um. You know, it's, they, they wrote the source material. They 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 got their vision, and they want to bring that to. Yeah, but sometimes, see, my my idea of it is, yeah. would I sell the film rights to my book mother for gain a second? Yeah. <laughs> Take him go. Yeah, because it's a separate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the way you would see it yeah. is separate to the way I would see it. The way I see the books I've written, yeah, are not the way that you would see them in your head, or not the way somebody else was sitting in the head they're always different for everybody yeah true but because true. it's a comic book it has a certain feel and look yeah and that look is translated to the screen as well as the story yeah so yeah yeah that's why it works yeah you know um, books is completely different because you they, 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 there were some writers who said the best goal for any writer is to sell the rights to their book and see what sell, the, and else never have it made it. never have it made oh, okay and then sell them every five years <laughs> so is that why you keep me- making money and even if you know somebody makes a film me a book that's one thing you get paid for it being one thing and then that one thing there will pull people over to buying your book anyway so you oh, okay right 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 so it doesn't matter you, it exists as what it exists as a film in that universe it exists as a book in this universe yeah and never the twain shall meet and they're two separate things and you can be a fan of both you can like both diff- the, the takes on both yeah 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 you know so that's why I want to sell the rights to my fucking book. To see somebody else to take on it and to... Uh, no, just get paid. Give you a Just get money. paid. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you... What, I don't give a fuck what you put on screen. <laughs> I just want my bank account to, to, to increase in size. I don't care. Because the book still exists. 
I don't get the how book, I'm portrayed. Right. The book still exists, and the book will always exist. So how you see it on screen and how it... It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't matter. But because Sandman's a comic... Yeah, there's a visual looks, out there already. There's a there? visual element yeah, to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the series looks and feels like the comic. Right, okay. Yeah, I got you. So it's just... It's pitch perfect. Yeah. Again, yeah. it's one of those series that if... if whether you like the comic or not, you're gonna love this series. It's right. a beautifully told story. Um about an about a god finding his humanity. Right. Finding his finding the reason for his existence, yeah, rediscovering yeah. the reason for his existence after being subject to the worst humanity has to offer. Okay. I've not read either I've not read the I've read, read American Gods. Yeah. That's what's far about as far as I've got with Gaiman, but um, oh, Gaiman, Gaiman is just one of those authors, you, yeah. you, you motherfucker, yeah, because you read this after you, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'll never be this good, yeah, 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 and yeah, that's it, <clears throat> pisses me off, <laughs> <laughs> drown you in a piss filled toilet. <laughs> right, we're gonna have a track now, and then we're <laughs> gonna come back and we're gonna talk about uh, Rick Flair's last match, Rick Flair's latest last match, latest last match, yeah, yeah. So, uh, before we go though. I noticed you just broke out one of those Strongbow Ultra Dark Fruits. I have, fruits. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Strongbow Ultra Dark Fruit. It's quite tasty. Yeah? Yeah, it's got less calories than the uh, the normal one, the original one. So it's good for um, chunky lads in there. So it's good for chunky lads chunky and me. Chunky lads yeah. in their 40s and their 50s. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's actually, yeah, it's very tasty. Very nice. Quite refreshing on the on the old palate. On the old palate? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the old palate. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. also. <laughs> no, it is very nice. It is, like, bloody dangerous, man, because it's, it is it is just, I'm not getting the cider. No. It is just like the... Um, it is getting the fruit. Yeah, yeah. it's getting the fruit, that fruit taste, and that's uh, a dangerous uh, thing to be. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, that's good. I'm all this time, Chris is going to be like, oh, you motherfuckers yeah. are going to pay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You are the ones. <laughs> yeah, quit. <laughs> <laughs> I am the quick commander. Then you pass it on the floor. Yeah. Louis coming to give you a kick. <laughs> Dickhead. With that, let's have some music. Yeah, yeah. That was some classic UK hardcore, Public Disturbance, with No One, which is an integrity cover, um, from their album Possessed to Hate, which is still knocking about in certain places, so go pick that up. Okay, so, um, yeah, Ric Flair um, had his latest last match. <sighs> and, uh, and this is like the 17th by my reckoning. Yeah. Well, yeah. I've seen so many Ric Flair retirement matches, so it, last matches, comeback matches. I'm sure matches, he had one in blah, TNA, blah, blah, didn't he? I'm sure he yeah. had one in TNA. And then, He's had one in WWE. Yeah, the WrestleMania match was meant to be his last with Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um, and then there was this pay-per-view now, like, so... He just keeps coming back all, yeah. all the time. And um, it's just... This one was... I mean, he, the guy's a legend. He's done everything in the ring and he deserves his moment again, I suppose. Um... But as far as a wrestling spectacle goes, it was poor as shit. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. Um, I mean, dude is, dude is like my mum's age. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I'm watching my mum wrestle in the ring. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, in terms of... Yeah. Like, well, Bret, Bret Hart said it's like, um, it's exactly what you'd expect when you see a 73-year-old wrestling. <laughs> That's what Bret Hart said. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what he said. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he was ringside as well. He said, um, you want a good spectacle, but it's exactly what you, you'd see it with a 73-year-old person wrestling. Um so it was him and Andrade yeah. against um, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Right. And I was quite digging the build-up to it. They had all these uh, things on Instagram where uh, he was getting attacked in car parks with Jeff Jarrett and um, that sort of thing. And he was calling Jeff out and he was like, you know, I'm going to show you once more why I'm the fucking nature boy. And See, Jay Lethal does one of the best Ric Flair impressions I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, they did it again. They all yeah. woo off again. <laughs> when he, when, uh, when he's... <laughs> His jacket on the floor and he drops it yeah. on it and he takes his shoes off my shoes are yeah yeah <laughs> woo, 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 well this was the whole angle see because it all started about last year Jay Lethal and Ric Flair were training right 
and they still got on Instagram and they were like, oh, go on, Rick, you still got it sort of thing, like, you know, because he was, you know, moving with Jay Lethal quite well and they, they looked like he could still wrestle. So the whole angle was that, um, right, he's announced this pay-per-view now, I'm going to have one last match. And um, Jay Lethal was like, oh, so Rick, you could put me on this pay-per-view? And he's like, I'm sorry, Jay, there's no room for you. Mm-hmm. And the whole, the whole angle was that Jay Lethal's now pissed off with Ric Flair and he's, it's the revenge thing and he, he's beating up Ric Flair and you got Jeff Jarrett got involved and, you know, there's old wounds there and there were them too. And that was the whole angle for it. It was quite amusing on Instagram and all, seeing all those videos. But then on the day, it was just, oh God, it was such a poor match. He, he passed out twice and <laughs> <laughs> he was he literally didn't know where he was. And they had to remind him what part of the match he was in. Um, and you got the feeling it's sold out because you were going to see somebody die. <laughs> <laughs> that's what but yeah but Ric Flair is often said and you're like oh I want to die in the ring but that's alright for you Rick. Yeah, you're yeah, a yeah. bastard you're in the ring with yeah right? yeah. <laughs> yeah you're the dude who killed Ric Flair yeah yeah that's your career done yeah. Flair killer yeah but he's already said he came out on I think I think it was Saturday night it was the uh, the pay-per-view right on the Sunday or the Monday he was in Puerto Rico at a wrestling event saying I wish I hadn't said I would uh, retired <laughs> It's just, he's never going to retire. It's yeah. always like Ric Flair's last match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, like, six months' time, there'll be another Ric Flair's last match. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is why, I don't, you know, I mean, I love Ric Flair. I think he is, like, literally the greatest professional wrestler of all time. Yeah, yeah. But, I think you could argue that, you know? Fuck. Rick, man. Yeah. Dude, you yeah. Know, just know. We wrote three songs about you, Rick. We love you. <laughs> we, we adore you. But, I think he's a... He's a... He's becoming a sad parody of himself now. Yeah. And, that, and that's awful to say. It's just time to hang it up and just put yeah. it away. Because you, you know? see him like, um, I think his, his daughter got married recently and there's all these videos emerged of him um, dancing at the wedding and this. Dan- dancing? In his head, he's yeah. being cool as shit, right? Yeah. But he's there, he got his Ric Flair drip on, as he calls it. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, he's, he's dancing, but it, it, it just looks terribly, terribly dated and like, look at this crazy old man, like, you know? <laughs> I think Ric Flair's confused like reality and fantasy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know, in his head, he's just like, woo, yeah. all the time. And he had a liver, was it a liver transplant or? He had a big op recently and now he's just going to fuck this liver up too. It's something he, he, he's <laughs> drinking again and all that. I mean, he's um, a lunatic. He just doesn't know when to Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. He's got like 20,000 ex-wives. Yeah. He's a nature boy. And he still thinks he's the nature boy and he's like, he, yeah. he can do this and you know, Life is 90 miles an hour, but... Yeah, but you can't, like, stay up all night drinking and then wrestle the next day. Yeah. I can't stay up all night Apparently drinking. Apparently he did, though. Well, well, I have no doubt he <laughs> yeah. did, you know, that he stayed up all night yeah. drinking before, and that's why he forgot whether he, he said, was in the match. Like. His reason, his reasoning was for passing out that he hadn't um, drunk enough water. There was too many beers uh, in the prep. <laughs> it's just, no. Yeah. You know, I'm 50, right? And I'll sit in my chair on a Friday and I'll have like four or five beers and I'll pass out. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. So, I, and I couldn't wrestle a match the next day. Be like, oh, fucking hell. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. kudos to him for getting into the ring of 73. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hope he got a big payoff from it, but please be done now. Yeah. We don't want to see you dying. Enough the is enough. No, yeah, yeah. No, we really don't. Yeah, We yeah. want to see you dying. Yeah. Happy, you know? Yeah. With a, with a 23-year-old blonde. Yeah. <laughs> with like three or four 23-year-old blondes. You know, yeah. I don't have the nature boy way. Just... Yeah. Not in the ring, man. Not in the ring. Yeah. Yo, what's up? This is Billy from Biohazard Power Flow and Billy Bio. You're listening to Mass Movement Presents. Peace. We've talked about him earlier, Mike Crichton. 13th Warrior. 13th Warrior. I know you all there, do I see? Such a good movie and even better book. So the other night, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I noticed you on social saying I'm watching yeah. it. And I was like, good call. Good call. Well, I, I think I'll watch, watch it, it too. Again. I mean, I've seen it a bunch of times, like, but um, yeah, it's such a good movie. Well, it's one of those films that I see. I knew nothing about it when it got released. Yeah. And it was Chu Matthew from Funeral for a Friend who said, "You've got to see this fucking film. You yeah. just got to see it. Yeah. Because you're gonna love it." So I got it, watched it, and was absolutely blown away by it. Yeah. You know? Probably my favorite actor. Ah, the big man. Yeah. Just. But he's um, he won't uh, he won't drink with the money in there. No. Because. And he's like, oh, because I only drink natural. No, 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 because he, well, he's Muslim, he can't drink um, the distillation of the, the grape, distil- the distillation right. yeah. of the grape or the grain. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. 
So then he gets mead because it's honey. It's honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's there then drinking from the hole. Yay. I fucking love mead. Yeah. <laughs> mead, mead, mead rules that. <laughs> but it makes you feel like a Viking when you drink it. Like, just because of this film, like you see, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Because I will drink all this stuff. But it is. So you, haven't, you haven't read the book, though, Eaters Day? No. I've got the book. I've just not read the book. I, I, I actually read the book for. Um, I went, I went through this phase of like um, all this Viking stuff and I you know, really wanted to know everything, you know, mm. the fiction, the fantasy, everything. And uh, I heard about this book, Eats of the Dead. I, I didn't know he was the 13th warrior, to be honest with you. And then I was like, oh, I was looking into the book. I read the book, loved the book. Then I realised the 13th warrior was about that. Um, yeah, I love the, 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 the movie too. But it's, it's one of those films that Brutal. I think once you see it, you'll never ever forget it. Just yeah, for absolutely. all that. Just, yeah. um, you know, just for the lo there do I see and when they all start joining in it's like swords out let's chop yeah. some motherfuckers to pieces yeah like, yeah yeah, oh, yeah. just oh, oh. it's like um, just the, the brutality of Vikings on there yeah. perfectly laid but out you, you see what you think is brutality but it's there's this sort of a, a weird cold hard logic to it like yeah there's an ethic says, to it isn't it yeah but when, yeah. Said, when they do the chat when they they've got the political struggle and the chief's son is trying to undermine Bullvi and his men there, yeah and then they set up this sort of combat to the little yeah. guy and the big dude yeah. and they start they're going at it and he's like what are you doing it's like make him think you're weak when you're strong yeah 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 just do the unexpected and he takes him apart and he... he doesn't know what you're going to do next yeah 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 because you know? yeah, he lets him batter him for yeah. like three rounds and then and then he just takes his bang. head off he chops his head off with one false that's right one, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, done brilliant movie absolutely brilliant but it's it's, it's so intricate and goes into so much detail about the things it needs to without stopping to pause for breath. It, it's just, it's relentless. It, everything keeps moving forward with this film. All yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But, um, what is it with Crichton? Crichton. Crichton. Crichton, Crichton. I don't want to think of Crichton. I always think of uh, Red Dwarf. <laughs> he was a scientist. He was a scientist, I think. Yeah. He's given a scientific background and he's a writer and he's, he's applied scientific principles and yeah. look at history differently and, examine things in a different sort of way and look at things how we never thought but like Jurassic Park what if you could bring dinosaurs back by using the DNA yeah 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 coma what if patients were deliberately put into comas so that people would harvest their organs yeah you know and then yeah. the 13th warrior so let's examine the legend of um anyway Vikings not the, not the Vikings the monster the, the creature oh the hen the vendor yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he, he's just a prolific writer and he uh, was his, a lot of his movies it was a lot of his movies, uh, sorry, a lot of his books, books, books yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's directed by uh, John McTiernan, the guy who did um, he did Predator, Die Hard. Yeah, I think so. John McTiernan. John McTiernan. John McTiernan. Yeah, yeah. McTiernan. I think so. John McTitty Man. What? John McTitty Man. Yeah. John McTitty Man. Oh, there's something called Titty Man. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything he's done since that that I've enjoyed. To be honest, he had a good run with Predator and all that. But then 13th Warrior was, what, 19, yeah, 99? Yeah, but as he retired. Well, he has, yeah. You know, you don't need to, you know, keep doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. Continually, you know. There comes a time when you just go, fuck this, I've made my cash money. I'm oh, he did me. the Rollerball remake. No. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. But anyway, yeah, 13th Warrior, go check that out. It's, um, where did you watch it, actually? I think it's on, is it on Disney Plus? It's on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely worth a... It was on Star on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Star subsection, sub-menu, and you, you, you find it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of the great... Yeah, one of the all-time sword and... Well, fan, well, historically accurate fantasy epics. Yeah. If you're into, like, you know, the Viking... Uh, the old Viking side of it. Even if you're just, like, adventure films and action films. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And Culture Clash. Yeah. Culture Clash is where you've got, you know, Muslims and Norsemen meeting. Yeah. Arabic and... and yeah, and that's where they find like a, a common ground, mm. you know. Yeah, definitely awesome movie. Hi, this is Barney Veer from Night Farm Death, and through my many years of association, you're listening to Mass Movement. Let's um, deep dive a deep dive a band. Deep dive a band, is it? Yeah, we haven't done these guys yet. Slapshot. Slapshot. Fucking love Slapshot. Austin. Yeah. Where do you um start with Slapshot? What's Quite late, actually. Um, so first time. I bought a Slapshot record was 1991. Okay, that would have been... Uh, no, Sun Death Overtime, I think. Sun Death Overtime, yeah. Um, with their cover White Rabbit on there. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, worst record label in the world. Yeah, they owe you money, don't they? Yeah, only hundred <laughs> fucking dollars with interest rate, Curtis Salah. Bastards. Send me my, send me my shit or send me my money, Curtis. <laughs> if you send me my money, I want fucking interest. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty years worth, eh? Yeah, more than that. Thirty, <laughs> nearly. Yeah, so one sudden death over time. Yeah, so um, I'm in California, 1991. I'm in Hollywood, and uh, there's a place called Green Hell Records. Yeah, went in there, and there's a Slapshot record. It's like, well, you've heard about Slapshot, you've seen you know, the stuff in 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 um, flip side of Adam. Yeah. So I just took a chance, bought this record, and then they plowed their cover of. White Rabbit first off and just like that's it I'm done I'm done yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they completely changed the lyrics <laughs> yeah so I'm like fuck you give some like hippie anthem into this fuck you hippie anthem you know yeah yeah was you a fan of uh, Negative Effects I didn't hear Negative Effects so much later okay <laughs> um, what about like D.O.I.S yeah 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 I mean I, but you know I'm a, I, I like Choke as well I think Choke is one of the consummate front men yeah um, I like Choke I think he's a he's a thoroughly decent chap yeah um, there was a bit of a t- there was a, there was a bit of a time one there though in the sort of late nineties early two thousands where him in, in New York had a bit of a yeah well he he talked shit about New York and yeah. New York thought well was that was know. that meant to be tongue in cheek do you think though or was this sort of genuine? I think it was just Jack causing controversy as he does yeah 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 um, and he apologised for you know I said you know I was a dick yeah 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 that was it. And, you know, because the, there's so much history between Boston and New York, and it's such so much great history. Yeah. But he said, yeah, yeah, all right, I'll forgive him. No worries. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think some of them have actually become good friends now. I'm sure, like, um, Diablo, Isaac, I think he was out for his blood at one point, but mm. I think they're actually good friends now, you know? Yeah. So, uh, well, you'd be terrified if Danny Diablo was after your blood, you know, well, yeah, quite, yeah. quite frankly, because he would just <laughs> snap you in two. <laughs> yeah. Know, not in, not in a good Gwendolyn Christie way either. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 cool Gwendolyn Christie. <laughs> so I, I begin with sixteen valve hate. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking love that, love that um, album. See, to me, Slapshot have matured. I've like I find mine they've become better with age. I'm yeah, I, I find that. Slapshot yeah, Slapshot like, at their in their, at their peak now. Yeah, yeah, than then. yeah, yeah. Um, they just got that, that fast, heavy sound down. Yeah. Um, I mean, Craig Silverman, I think, changed the direction of the band with yeah. the way, way he plays. Yeah. Um, you know, I like, I'm, I'm grateful he's stuck with Agnostic Front and he's not double timing between the two bands. Yeah. Because um, it gave me to both be out the road. So you played for Sick of Rules, right? Yeah, recently, yeah. though? That was yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's like Mr. Go to just play. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got this down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Slapshot, what can you say about them? They are just a legendary Boston band. Yeah. And they sort of epitomise an era and a sound and an attitude. Yeah, they, they still do. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and maybe, again, that's maybe that's because Choke was one of the original Boston guys and yeah. he's still around. Yeah, still he, he, lives, he still lives that sort of... That. Yeah, 40, yeah, 40 years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's just, that. that's commitment. Did you ever see him live? No, I've never seen him. I've seen him live, and um, I mean, I've watched uh, endless videos of, of Choke, yeah, and Slapshot playing live, and just thinking, Fuck, one day, one fucking day, I'll get because they're on my bucket list of bands. Yeah, you know, once you've seen them, yeah, happy now. I saw him in '96 in uh, Holland. Right, um, it was at a festival. I, I always find festivals are not the best uh, environment to, to watch a hardcore no, band. I, I hate festivals. I mean, well, given it was a small stage, mm. it was just, you know a lot of skaters there and that sort of thing. But um, I don't think hardcore really crosses over well to festivals. I like hardcore clubs. And yeah, intermediate totally. venues. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think it doesn't work in much larger than that, and just yeah. when it goes to the festivals. It's like when Mabor toured with Corn like a few years back, and yeah. Mabor in the the arena in Cardiff. Mm. It, it was wrong. <laughs> it was so wrong. Watching like Freddie and uh, try to do that on that stage, it'd be like, nah, can't yeah, be. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's not for you, like, yeah, yeah. You know, Corn doing all their yeah. nonsense. <laughs> he just he doesn't. Yeah, there's only one good Corn album. That's the first album. After that, it's just like a oh, fucking boring as fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's yeah. only so far you can take this drop drop tuning and you know. Yeah, and you and you wrap it all up in one album. Yeah, <laughs> just, oh, good grief. enough. Yeah. 
So, um, were you with uh, the best thing, the best working? Is it plas- uh, right. now, um, at the moment? I think it's all time hardcore of the EP. Is that sneak peek? Snapshot and make America hit again. Oh yeah, that's the last, the last one. Yeah. yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I love much. I love Sun Death Overtime. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last two. I think the last two albums have been their best work. Ever. Yeah, yeah. They've gone heavier, harder. Yeah. Um, yeah, I go with that. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. So that's yeah, Snapshot. Well, hopefully, we see him live soon. Hopefully, hopefully yes. Yeah. And yeah, we, we nearly, you know, we nearly saw Jack Kelly in a chip shop. Oh yeah, <laughs> remember that? Yeah, yeah. So he was. Um, it turned out he was getting tattooed, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, he just randomly turned up in a chip shop in Barry Island. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> random. Because you sent me the photo and it's like, yeah. check this out. Like, yeah, yeah. what the fuck is that joke? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it looked like a UK chip shop and then behind, you could see like there was, I think it was a Welsh name behind it. I mean, you saw some fast pies or some shit on the... Something like that, yeah. yeah. I zoomed in and it was the address there. Like, Fuck, you know, he's in Barry Island. Apparently, yeah. he was getting, yeah, he'd, um, he went to Barcelona... For a tattoo, and then somebody else he wanted tattooing by was doing um, uh, a, a, something in Cardiff. So he met them in Cardiff to get tattoos, but he was staying in Barry, you know, by a chip shop somewhere. Yeah, he, he, got, he got an Airbnb, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. In Barry's. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. What the fucking Airbnb? What the places you want to go and choose, like, to get an Airbnb, yeah. Barry Island, like, you know? Well, the hardcore kids around here, around Cardiff, were, uh, were like, oh, choke if you need anything, we need a lift anywhere, can we mm, shove? Yeah. <laughs> But it's like, yeah, that's, that's what you expect, like, because it's, it's a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. His Instagram is funny, too. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just Jack Kelly being yeah. Jack Kelly. Like, he just, yeah. it's always videos of people hurting themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but you just imagine him putting this stuff on there, pissing himself, laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him, like, yeah. hey, look at this fucking asshole. <laughs> look at this dickhead. Hi, this is Alex Webster from Cannibal Corpse, and you're listening to Mass Movements Presents. Right, Tim, that uh, brings us to the end of another episode. Another episode, done. Yeah, give some shout-outs to me. So, uh, I'm going to shout-out Strongbow Ultra Dark Fruit first. Um, thanks for the sponsorship of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Lovely uh, drop aside of that, even though it tastes like squash. <laughs> and it goes on way too easy. <laughs> You're going to be in trouble with that, son. You are <laughs> so going to be in trouble with that. <laughs> it's, it's lovely, I mean, but, um, yeah, it's, I'm not sure where the alcohol content is coming from, but... Oh, it's going to knock you for six. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Shout out to uh, David and Engineer Records. As ever. Uh-huh. Uh, Circle Jerks Road Trip. So shout, out to, shout out to David and Adam for yeah. the, making that a really, really fun time. Uh, shout out to Chu for the MCR passes for Siobhan. Cool, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the 30th Warrior, basically, yeah. for introducing me that film. Uh, shout you out to Rick Flair for your last match. Can't wait for your next match. <laughs> Can't wait for your next last match. <laughs> yeah. And the one after that, and the one yeah. after that. And with that, we leave you. Yeah. Take care, everybody. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Movement presents.